Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. episode of the power ranking show is brought to you by bet online bet online is your number one source for all of your betting needs get the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball boxing golf and more bet online continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place your wagers including live betting and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and get in on the action Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And that, of course, is the wonderful tone of Marcus Mosher. That's at Marcus underscore Mosher. And I just realized that I needed to talk there for a second because, you know, I just did Locked On Cowboys with Marcus. We uh, we did a little, it's called a pre-tape. And uh, yeah, Landon's on uh, vacation. So just let you guys know, I'm going to be on uh, Locked On Cowboys. You can hear Marcus dust me in a debate there if you would like. Uh, also, uh, a couple of interesting little things here. We've, we've taken some time off. Uh, we got some vacation. Marcus is going, where are you going? Like Legoland or something? Yeah, Kentucky. Uh, oh, same thing. Uh, not really. There is Legoland out here. I don't know if you were aware of that. But I am aware. I was a big uh, Lego guy growing, growing up. Oh yeah. Did you have like a, I had a castle. Did you have like a castle? I, no, I had the Lego robotics kit, which was really cool. You got to build a little robots and control them and stuff. It was fun. Did you make a little T 1000 that would take over the world for Cyberdyne systems? No, no, I, I was in these, Oh, this is getting really nerdy. I was in these kinds of T2 joke. You built, Sorry. You built these robots and you had to do like little tasks and stuff. But anyways, let's get to football. Yeah. Let, let's get to play, please. So <laughs> I, I was driving and I was talking to Marcus uh, about, you know, we always think of podcasts kind of like when we're just having a general talk about football and, uh, you know, Jalen hurts recently signed a deal is very similar to Lamar Jackson's deal. And, just kind of like, do you think any of these quarterbacks are going to mid contract come back and complain? Because if you listen to our podcast a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a, a huge talk on fantasy, how that might be affecting the way the competition committee thinks. And the more that scoring is inflated and the importance of it, then the more important the quarterback position becomes. And the more important the quarterback uh, position becomes, then the more, uh, the higher percentage, I should say of your salary cap, uh, they should own. So, Based on that, you've seen Jalen Hurts' contract. We saw what Lamar Jackson's was. And then you take Deshaun Watson's from last offseason. Three really big deals in the last less than year and a half. Do you think any of these guys are going to come back and say, yeah, you're paying me a lot, but it's a year later or two years later, and I'm already uh, a bargain for you guys? Let's let's run through a couple of these guys quickly and why they probably won't. Deshaun Watson didn't play football in 2021, had a suspension in 2022, got a fully guaranteed contract that placed him inside the top five. Right. Probably not going to be great optics if he complains about his deal. I don't see that happening. Yeah, right. Jalen Hurts just signed a deal this year. Um, He got a ton of guaranteed money. I I don't see that happening either. Then you get to Lamar Jackson, who negotiated his own deal, held out this entire time. It would seem really weird if he basically goes to the team and's like, hey, I don't like the deal that I negotiated. Uh, I want more money, right? That Those three, I, I just don't see it. And then if you add on a couple co- other quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, do you think 
Kyler Murray has any incentive to complain any about his contract. Leverage. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I, I, I don't see it. However, there is one quarterback that I could potentially see going out to, to ownership and being like, you know what? I'm underpaid. And it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. Uh, it's, it's really interesting when you look at the numbers of it. So like take Lamar, Lamar signed for about, I think it was 252 million. He got 180 something guaranteed. I don't remember Jalen Hurts gross amount, but his, his guaranteed money was right there in the $180 million range. And Patrick Mahomes, his deal is all the way going back to 2019. And I think wasn't Patrick Mahomes' deal also around the $250 million mark yes. as a as a gross amount? First of all, okay, when Patrick Mahomes got paid that amount of money, that was a huge amount of money by 2019 standards. Now it's kind of run of the mill. We all know that Patrick Mahomes is more valuable than Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts or Deshaun Watson. And we're four years later into that deal. I We've talked about it before. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is in his own tier as a quarterback. He's already four years deep. I don't even think they need to go to the Super Bowl again for him to, to raise the issue of his contract. Maybe he needs to be top three in MVP voting. And maybe they need to go to the championship game. Uh, that's what I would say for him to be able to realistically go back and say, I need to make more money. Well, let's just also look at his contract. There's no guaranteed money on his deal after the 2025 season. That means when he goes into his yeah. age 31 season, he still has six years left on his contract with no guaranteed money. That's going to change, right? Like there's just no way that that's going to happen. On top of that, in the 2026 season, he's going to be making $44 million a year. That's not even top five going into the 2025. 2020- three season, season in terms right of now. Money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So by the 2026 season, there's probably going to be 12 quarterbacks that are getting paid that much money. So I think if Mahomes just has another Mahomes year, right? Like he, he's going to almost have to renegotiate his contract after the year. Yeah. I mean, I think of Mahomes year is get him to the conference championship game at least. Okay. And top three MVP voting. If he finishes yeah. third, fine. Uh, but he needs to be making more than, what would that be in 2026? Geno Smith money? I I, I don't, I I mean, don't know. It's basically like Daniel Jones, Matt Stafford type money right, right now. Right, right. Um, so the, Fuck. and Geno Smith isn't signed for that long. But he, here's the thing um, with Patrick Mahomes, he's so valuable to what the Chiefs do. He's so valuable that if we were to, if I, okay, let me ask you, if I were to say, okay, because you just wrote this article about what percentage an all-pro running back should take up of a team's salary cap. And would you come up to 5% well, at the four, most? Up four to 5% at the very, very most. Okay. So let's say the cap in a year or two is at $250 million. If you're talking about 5% for a Josh Jacobs-type running back, 5% of $250 million is $12.5 million a year. Okay. Yeah. So knowing that, what percentage – should the best quarterback in the game take up of his team's salary cap? So Patrick Mahomes this year, going into the 2023 season, is at 18% of the cap, and it feels low to me. I I don't know what the number is. I think 25% is probably too high, but I know it's more than 18. And if if I was a team and Patrick Mahomes was available to me and I'm just rebuilding my roster... I think I would give him 23, 24, maybe even 25% of my cap in a heartbeat because 
he instantly makes you relevant, right? And not only does he make your team relevant, he makes your city relevant. Like how much does Patrick Mahomes right now mean to the, the city of Kansas City? Oh, no kidding. And in, in, in a couple of years, the cap's going to be up in over 250 million. So if we just take 250 million, multiply it by your kind of ideal number, 23%. Okay. Uh, just doing some quick math. That would be $57.5 million per year for the quarterback. If we go up okay, to 20, well. I think you could yeah. go up to 60, honestly. For Mahomes, right. 60 feels right. Yeah. If you now remember, we're talking about in a couple of years. So. If we go up to 25%, now you're talking about $62.5 million per year. I actually think that is the number. Um, but then that's taking up an awfully large portion of the cap. At the same time, none of these guys have proven to be him. And so while it sounds like a lot of money, I'm with you. I think Patrick Mahomes could go to management and say, hey, we or his agent could go to management and say, hey, we've got to look at this deal. Uh, we've got to uh, rip this thing up. And I think management would be smart uh, to do it. That being said, a different kind of idea came out of this conversation that you and I have had before, which is, okay, we kind of know where we are on Mahomes. Um, you know, what, Joe Burrow, should Joe Burrow be at 20% of the cap? Yes, yes. Okay, so Marcus and I pretty much have what Mahomes won, uh, Burrow two, Josh Allen three, what dealer's choice at four, maybe Herbert? Yeah. I, I think that's the tier. I think Mahomes is in a, his own tier right now. And then the, that next tier is Josh Allen, Burrow. You could throw Lamar Jackson and Lawrence and Hurts in there and Herbert if you yep. want. But I think that's yep. that's the group of quarterbacks in that next tier. Right. So if you put them at 20, now you've got the kind of the Cousins, the Dak, the Stafford. Um, who would you put that really like that little next grouping? Those guys – what percentage of the cap should they take in our team's right to even, even if they de deem that, hey, this is a good value. So let's say that Cousins gets, you know, 17% of the cap and the team decides, hey, that's, you know, that's a good value. But is it really good value if you know you don't really have a good chance to win the Super Bowl? Like, it's kind of like when you would put together an auction draft and you go, oh man, I did so good. I got all these guys at great bargains, but you had no studs on your team. You're sure. going to go, right? You were going to go like seven and six and probably get bounced in the first round. There's a difference between having a good value for your salary cap, but also feeling like we have a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. And you don't have a legitimate chance, Marcus, to win the Super Bowl unless you can beat Mahomes. You don't, but at least with Cousins, and I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but if, if he's somewhere between 15 and 18% of your cap, mm -hmm. I think he at least gives you a pretty high floor. And as we've seen, we've seen some really strange quarterbacks win Super Bowls over the last decade, right? Whether it's a Joe Flacco or a Nick Foles, I think Cousins gives you at least an adequate chance to get to the playoffs every year. So I think even at 15, 16%, still a value. You know, I don't mean to be a stickler here, but I've told you that, you know, I think the quarterback is too heavily weighted. We are over a decade now in Flacco. The last 10 Super Bowl winners would go from 2013 to 2022, and there's no Flacco in there. It's really Nick Foles and a bunch of stars. So, Nick, um, but you had it, it, you had a Jared Goff get to the Super Bowl. You had a Jimmy Garoppolo get to the Jimmy but even then, like you're talking about a couple of plays from Jimmy Garoppolo winning a Super Bowl, right? Or a couple of plays from a Jared Goff winning a Super Bowl. That's 
at least, and I think Cousins is better than both of those guys, right? And okay, I think, okay. I think well, he is. He's a 2023 MVP. So at least he gives you a chance at making a run. We had Case Keenum make the NFC Championship game one year, right? Okay. It can happen. I, you didn't hear me. I just said he's a 2023 MVP. So, of course, put some respect on. 100 online right now. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So I, I, I just would like to, to handle that point. How many people care right now, including the teams they played for at the time, how many people care that Case Keenum got the Vikings to the championship, that Jared Goff got the Rams to the Super Bowl, or that Jimmy Garoppolo got the 49ers to the Super Bowl? Well, I think those teams care. Zero. Right? I think, you don't think Minnesota Vikings have really fond memories of the, the Minneapolis yes, miracle? Yes, I'm sure. Right? Yes, I'm sure they have fond memories of the Minneapolis miracle, but I don't think it's because it's a Case Keenum. I, I yeah, mean, but think about, is, I, none of these I, guys are still on their team. None of I them, still value the 2003 Cowboys that made it to the playoffs. One of my favorite seasons ever because Quincy Carter led them there, right? That's just to the playoffs. So I don't know. I don't know how 49ers feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I've got to believe that they feel good that, hey, we, we had our, we've had chances. We were really competitive. We made it to a Super Bowl. It didn't work out, but we were there. That was a really loose use of the term lead. <laughs> He let him there. Quincy Carter or Garoppolo? Yeah. <laughs> well, Quincy. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. But uh, I, I'm just I, I also that. got a number real quick. I want, I want your thoughts just really quickly. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers this year for the uh, Jets, excuse me, taking up 0.5% of their cap in 2024. That number goes up to 42%. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. You know, but – the Jets are in a little bit different situation. They've got a lot of young players on the cheap right now, some of their best players on their rookie deals, but that's still ridiculous. Bonkers, I just think it is noteworthy that all the examples that you used are no longer with their teams. Yeah. None of them. I know. I and we're not know. talking well, about that long ago. We're talking about 2017, 2018, and 2019. Keenum, but that's just, I think that's right? the NFC though, right? Because Dak Prescott is the longest tenured quarterback in the NFC right now. And he started in 2016. Nobody else is there. Everybody else is gone. It's just kind of a weird time for quarterbacks in that side of the conference. Okay. So let's start right there with Dak. Um, okay. So Keenum got the Vikings to the chat. I've got this one here. I, I feel like I'm Buddy Holly here. Like it, it just got, or I don't know who, who Elvis, who had the, like the strand of hair that was always yeah, hanging. Elvis, right? Um, did you see the Elvis movie, by the way? The the one that I came out not. like last year? I didn't either. No. Just curious. All right. So uh, Keenum takes the Vikings to the championship in 2017, right? And Goff in the Super Bowl, Garoppolo, the, Super, the next two Super Bowls. Dak Prescott hasn't gotten out of the divisional round yet. We don't really talk about whether or not the Cowboys should hang on there. It seems like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, they should hang on to Dak Prescott as long as possible. That's kind of what I'm asking. If if you've got a quarterback like Cousins or like Dak Prescott, um, do you continue to pay these guys a lot of money to just kind of go 11 and six and um, keep you viable, keep people buying their jerseys? I think from a business standpoint, the answer is a resounding yes. But if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, are you making a mistake? Can those guys beat Patrick Mahomes when it matters? I don't know, but I think, if you have a quarterback that can routinely get you to the playoffs, mm -hmm. I don't think you move on from that guy. I think a good example is like the Chargers really never moved on from Phillip Rivers until the wheels completely fell off, right? Rivers mm -hmm. never got them to the Super Bowl. 
Did he even get them to an AFC Championship game? One, right? Yeah, yeah, 2007. One, one AFC Championship game. But I don't think there was ever really any discussions about whether the Chargers should move on from Phillip Rivers, right? Because I, I think every year he gave them a chance. What I would say is, look, I think from the financial standpoint, I'm not criticizing these teams. I think it makes total sense to hang on to them. But as the quarterback play becomes more and more important, um, do you, on one hand, you're getting a bargain with these guys. On the other hand, are you doing yourself a disservice in that you're almost, I don't want to say you're writing off a Super Bowl, but Nick Foles is so, the only guy we have from the last 10 years, Marcus. He's do the you only think, one. Do you think there should be a, I don't want to say time limit on these quarterbacks, but basically a period of like, hey, if we give you 10 years, even if you're the seventh best quarterback in the league and we give you 10 years and it just hasn't worked out, do we move on? Mm -hmm. Because it didn't, I mean, obviously, I think Rivers is a fantastic quarterback. It didn't work out for him. I look at Derek Carr, who was not as successful as somebody like mm -hmm. Dak or maybe Jared Goff, but he was with the Raiders for, what, nine years? 2014 yeah. to 2022, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. A really solid quarterback, but the Raiders felt like, you know what, we probably have gone as far as we can with Derek Carr. Let's move on to somebody cheaper. I don't know. I think it's a fair question. You know, in the 70s and 80s, and to a lesser extent, the 90s, but, you know, in, uh, free agency was implemented in 1993. But teams were loath to let their quarterbacks go, even the free agent route in the 90s. Um, there was more of an impetus to hang on to a quarterback. But there were some really good quarterbacks that still uh, changed teams, despite there not being free agency. A great name would be Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler took the Raiders to multiple championship games, was MVP of the league, won the Super Bowl and Super Bowl XI, and three years later he was on his way out of town because Al Davis just thought, hey, you know, nine and seven is not good enough anymore. You know, even if we're still making money and – we're still the Raiders and they were still getting the major, you know, the late afternoon game yep. on NBC at the time wasn't good enough. You know, I think in those days, quarterback was not as important, Marcus. If you had a great running back and you had a good defense, you could win the Super Bowl. Uh, now it is so hard to win the Super Bowl without an elite quarterback. I wonder if that tier that we're talking about, which would be what, tier four, right? Mahomes is tier one. Yeah, uh, Burrow Allen, right? Tier two, two, and then what you had: Hertz, Lawrence, Jackson, Lamar. Um, yeah, Jackson, Herbert. Lamar Jackson. Yep, you got those guys in tier three, and then if you've got the tier four guys, they're just good enough that they're almost a bargain for your franchise because you're making money and you're going to the playoffs, but you're probably never going to win the Super Bowl. You may not even get there. Yeah. Um, that's a tough decision for ownership to make. I don't think you move on from those guys when they're at like age 28, 29, mm -hmm. 30, you know, kind of like their athletic peaks and even age 31 and 32. Like that's kind of where we see a lot of these quarterbacks peak. But when you talk about starting to give those guys like a third or fourth contract and start yeah. paying them into yeah. their mid thirties, like what the Falcons had to do with Matt Ryan, that's when I would get a little concerned being like, you know what? We've had you for 11 years. We've had a lot of success, but we ultimately haven't been good enough at quarterback. Let's let you go. It's great times, but we're going into a different direction. We've seen other teams do this, right? The Broncos did this, or excuse me, the Colts did this with Peyton Manning, right? Even mm -hmm. Manning coming mm -hmm. off an injury, 
They wanted to move on to Andrew Luck, save some money, use their number one pick. I, I, we saw the Seahawks do it with Russell Wilson. They have Geno Smith on a cheaper contract. I don't think it's uncommon. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, place to be for these kind of tier four quarterbacks. If you think about Kirk Cousins, he's older than you think. Uh, he came in the league in 2012. He wasn't a starter right away because of RG3. This is going to be year 12 for him. For Dak, not as much. Year eight, so to kind of go by your structure, maybe Dak has three more years to kind of to, to get it done. Matt Stafford, I would say, is an anomaly because he's been a really great player in the NFL or very, very good. Um, but he is older and he's got an injury situation. So I don't I feel like he's kind of on his own. But but, I, but do you think the ahead. Lions do you think the Lions made a mistake by trading him when they did? No, I don't. I don't I think now, they, he obviously went on to win a Super Bowl, but it was clear that that Lions team with Stafford wasn't going to do anything in the playoffs. Which brings me to kind of my last point, which would be, okay, so if you take these tier four quarterbacks that have favorable deals for the team, I don't mean they're huge wholesale bargains, but the team can build something around them, maybe re-sign some guys. But if teams like the Vikings or the Cowboys don't do a good enough job of doing that, kind of like the Lions with Matt Stafford, then if you can trade him while he still has physical value, another team that has all the right pieces in place, a la Sean McVay, right? Sure. Can take that guy and then maybe he is just good enough to win for a team that has all the pieces in place. But how many teams right now in the league can we say, boy, they really have all the pieces in place. I think Philadelphia has a lot of pieces in place, for example, but there aren't yeah. that many. Certainly not in the NFL. I mean, I, I just keep wondering, like, are we going to get Kirk Cousins in San Francisco with his guy, Kyle Shanahan, again and just have That's that be like the most efficient offense ever? Because I could see that, right? If if Brock Purdy isn't able to recapture the magic and Trey Lance can't stay healthy, Kirk Cousins is a free agent after this year. Did the 49ers just sign him to a two-year deal and be like, you know what? We know we're getting B-plus at quarterback every week. With our roster, that's going to be good enough for us to win the Super Bowl. I yeah. won't be surprised. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr had a bad year. Um, but I think before, you know, going into like 2021 or even going into 2022, I think Derek Carr was just a shade below Dak and Kirk Cousins. 100% agree. Um, and now he's on a new team. But Derek Carr is not an old player. You know, problem is Sean Payton's not there. They don't have that, that you know, perfect. The only thing they've really got going for them is they are in a terrible division. Uh, yeah. But other than that, you know, I'm thinking more of like when Matt Stafford went to the Rams, you had Cooper Cup, you had Bobby Trees, and then, of course, they went and got Odell. And, of course, you had Sean McVay there. You had a very stable structure. Les Need had been the GM there for quite a long time. I think if you have an organization with a lot of stable structure and a good head coach and a decent supporting cast, you could take one of these guys when they're 33 years old and go win. Uh, but, you know, in the, for the time being, Major point is it's really hard to put a value as hard as it is to put a value on those guys. It's really hard for me to put a value on Patrick Mahomes because he truly is, he's an outlier to all of this. And if you yeah. paid him 60 million a year, you might, might be, be getting a bargain. a bargain. It's crazy to think about. Anyway, that's my last thought on this. 
I think we're going to see teams more open to the idea of renting quarterbacks for a year or two. I think the Jets Agreed. are kind of doing that with Aaron Rodgers, right? He, as we mentioned, he's going to count for a half a percent of their salary cap this year. We saw Matt Stafford win a Super Bowl. We've seen a lot of other teams kind of implementing the strategy. I think with the rising costs of quarterbacks, you're just going to see teams take a one-year flyer on a Kirk Cousins or a one-year flyer on a Jared Goff who ended up working out already for Detroit. I think that's going to become more popular. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and it's it's a great thought. And it's an interesting interesting discussion because really so much of both the on-field and now the business side of the NFL is just revolving around the quarterback. And it'll be really uh, intriguing to see if Patrick Mahomes comes back to the table. It's like, guys, we, we got to do something here. But uh, we will wait to see if that happens. And, hey, man, it's July. It's fun to speculate uh, right around these times. But if you want to speculate on the Cowboys, you can always listen to Locked On Cowboys. Make sure you don't listen to the debate podcast that Marcus did this week because he, he had a guess that wasn't very good. But out, good. outside of that, uh, also, he still does the Dynasty podcast uh, mm-hmm. for Locked On. So check out that. I know a lot of you guys are starting to get ready for your drafts. A lot of you are in Dynasty leagues. That's cool. And then, of course, Marcus writes as well. He is at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We thank the good folks at Bet Online and Believe, and we really appreciate you guys. Take care, everybody.